At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the Mandatory Post-Fight Show. Lots to get into, but what we just saw was David Benavides with Let's Be Serious here. That was a legendary performance against a very, very good boxer and a guy like Demetrius Andre. And listen, if you like the show, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. Thank you for everyone that is rocking with us and has been rocking with us. Brian, let's get right into it because what we saw was an absolute dominating performance. Demetrius Andre came out first and he looked good early in the first two rounds, right? And we knew coming into this fight, he would have to obviously get off to a good start. He did, but the Mexican monster was way too much. What are your thoughts on what we just saw? So I had Demetrius Andrade winning the first two rounds, which, you know, doesn't matter at this point. Um, I thought, and this was my concern, I thought he had been fighting very well in the beginning where he was countering, he was being slick, he was being awkward. These are all the things that Demetrius Andrade, and I'm calling him Andrade because that's really how you pronounce that name. You, people can say Android on the broadcast, but it's a, it's Andrade. We got into this on the show earlier this week. Listen, I don't even know at this point because Showtime prior to the fight was calling him Andrade. Then they called him Andrade. So I'm just going to call him Andrade. You call him Andrade. Anyone with that last name called Andrade until Demetrius Andrade. It's Andrade. But regardless, we'll, we'll, we'll he's let's from call Cape him. Verde. It's Andrade. All let's right. call, I'm going to call him Demetrius. Forget it. We'll go boo -boo <laughs> from here boo -boo. on out, I guess. Yes, yes. Um, I thought the, the issue the issue with uh, his performance, which I thought was good in the beginning, was he was outboxing David Benavides for the first two rounds. He was being slick. He was countering. He was using the southpaw stance, which David Benavides hasn't seen in a professional ring, you know, outside of perhaps sparring sessions in over seven years. And he was doing that well. He was hitting David Benavides to the body. And the thing that David Benavides sort of figured out was he can't really hurt me. <laughs> So David Benavides just was able to walk through, um, absorb all of David Benavides, uh, Demetrius Andrade's shots and walk him down, pound him to the head, to the body, to the torso, everywhere but his legs <laughs> and basically, you know, get the stoppage. Like, I, I feel like it was that simple. Once he sort of processed that, you know, he felt Demetrius Andrade's power and from there, the skill wasn't too much to deal with. It was more of a, it's like Demetrius Andrade said it, and he 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 didn't want to admit that Dave Benavides is more skillful, which, you know, we could have that debate whether or not, but Dave Benavides is for sure the bigger fighter. And I think that's ultimately what made the difference is he figured out how he can pressure this man. He did it because he's a mutant. And he was just, it was an excellent performance. This is Dave Benavides' best performance, in my opinion. Yeah, and by the way, keep the comments coming. I'm seeing those comments right now. We're loving them. We are going to get to all of your comments. Listen, this was a fight where starting off, I knew Andrade or Andrade, however, we're going to call him Boo Boo. Uh, Boo Boo got off to a great start in those early first two rounds, as I mentioned before. And I was like, whoa, he looks good. Like he's throwing those nasty combos. But I was just worried about him fading late, which we didn't even have to worry about because. Listen, it's a six-round stoppage. That's not what I expected. I thought Boo Boo was good enough to get to this championship round. But the one thing that I kind of mentioned in the preview, if you go back to it, David Benavides is skilled. 
And I think people only talk about how he's a pressure fighter and how he's got power, but he also has a very high IQ and is very skilled. And that was shown today against a very, very skilled boo-boo. And what happened was boo-boo ended up with a boo-boo and ended up losing the fight. And this happened way too soon. And um, I know that was corny, but listen, this wouldn't be the mandatory if I did not say something corny, which Brian always wrong. tells me. It's fine. Um, no, but listen, this was, he destroyed him. He destroyed him. And this is a guy that has championship pedigree, right? He's won belts before. This is a guy that has fought in three different weight classes. And for David Benavides to do this on pay-per-view in this fashion shows how good he is. It also shows how he's ready to not only become one of the faces of boxing, but he's ready to take on a guy like Canelo Alvarez. And that brings me to what's actually next for a guy like David Benavides. Brian, of course, we know that he called out that he would like Canelo in that post-fight interview. We all know that would probably be the next step. But say if that doesn't happen because it's boxing, so we might not get it. <sighs> what would be next for a guy like David Benavides after this performance? David Morrell. That's the one. David Morrell fights, I think, next month. He's defending a title. Um, and it's going to be one of the last Showtime cards, I think. Um, so there's, there's noteworthiness in that. Uh, I don't think that he uh, is going to be challenged tremendously in that fight either. So it's a good chance David Morrell wins that fight and continues uh, pushing forward. Um, but I, I don't care. I want to see David Benavidez against Canelo Alvarez because I think, again, I've I've been saying this since before the Caleb Plant fight, I think, on this show or immediately after where David Benavidez profiles as a type of guy who can beat Canelo Alvarez. He's bigger. He's stronger. He's younger. Canelo Alvarez is still in his prime, but he wasn't as impressive against John Ryder as some probably expected. I am some. I'm and, some too, because I was like, there's no way it goes to the cards. Boy, was I wrong. And in a small ring too. Once I saw the small ring, I was like, oh, Canelo could get him out of there. And he didn't do that. That was a little worrisome for me. And also, Canelo Alvarez, like Demetrius Andrade, is somebody who came up from smaller weight classes throughout the course of his career, though he's big for those weight classes, not as big for super middleweight as he was for some of those other weight classes. Dimitri Bivol beat him at light heavyweight. Um, David Benavidez is going to fight different type of style, but he, I think, can give Canelo Alvarez a lot of problems. And there's a comment that I actually wanted to get to here. I know we're going to get to more comments later, but this is relevant to this discussion. IMPK says, could Benavidez actually be favored over Alvarez in Las Vegas? I don't think anyone's going to be a favorite against Canelo Alvarez except for Dimitri Bivol in a potential rematch. What I would tell you is David Benavidez will probably get a favorable line. Like, I think he'll be a narrow underdog. I think it'll be closer. I think it'll be a closer line than we saw for this because David Benavidez was a minus 390 favorite. And I thought that Demetrius Andrade actually warranted being less of an underdog because what you saw in those first two rounds is why I thought Demetrius Andrade could have won the fight if he was able to sustain that. That would entail him having to make David Benavides feel him. But David Benavides made a steal <laughs> and evidently didn't feel uh, any of Demetrius Andrade's power. But to answer the question, I think Canelo will still be a favorite, but I think David Benavides could absolutely push Canelo to the brink if they do fight, which is why we want to see it. And oh, by the way, Canelo Alvarez will be closer to 34 years old, closer to his 34th birthday at the time the fight would happen if it does happen in May. And you got to also mention the 64 fights, <laughs> right? Because right. Canelo is 62 and two. And this is what's crazy about it is that Going back to IMPK13, by the way, friend of the show. Thank you so much, IMPK13. And guys, keep the comments coming because we're going to get to all of them. However, that's a great question. Could Benavidez be favored over Canelo in Las Vegas? I don't think anyone will, except for, of course, Bevel. But that's a fight where if I'm taking a look at the line and it's a favorable line, I might place money on Benavidez just because he seems like already naturally he's the bigger, he's going to be the bigger fighter in the ring, right? It's not the first time Canelo Alvarez has fought a bigger fighter though. Um, but that youth 
and just the way that David Benavides fights, like he is the Mexican monster, you know? Um, no, I, I like this comment that we have. We'll get to it later. Um, I like the display pick is Tupac, but um, also his name is Troll Life. So I don't know if you're trolling, but <laughs> but but regardless, uh, thank you for the comment. Um, but I you do. Don't want, you don't want me to put, you don't want me to throw it on the screen? You could, because it's hilarious. Okay. Um, That's not the one. I'm you know what? I'm Let's get straight to the comments, because... Okay, before we get to that, I do think Morel has a really good chance against Benavides as well. Sure. I, I think that's a great fight. And if we don't get Canelo and Benavides, because I also think there is a possibility where we don't get that fight early next year. Let's be serious here, because that's a fight that could have been made after Benavides took care of Caleb Plant. That was a fight that Canelo could have taken, but he yeah. didn't. And at the same time, I think um, when you look at Canelo, I think he has other plans. And we're going to get to the undercard as well. But I think he might have some other plans because he fought he fought a Charlo brother. Well, does he fight Maul? Maul had a great performance tonight. Well, does, he go, does he run through both Charlo brothers? Does he decide to do that? The thing, it, it's interesting because this is not terribly dissimilar to what's going on with Terrence Crawford and Boots Ennis. Where, and Cool Ken, no, I did not watch Survivor Series, but I know what happened. And I'm very excited to watch it. Uh, I'm CM probably Punk, right? So I'm yeah, about yes. CM Punk? Yes. yes. Okay. Oh, I See, I'd be on Twitter. Listen, just... listen. We'll get to that another time, but I'm going to watch it. But I think with David Benavidez and Canelo Alvarez, it's kind of similar to Terrence Crawford and Boots Ennis in this respect. Like Canelo Alvarez might not feel that David Benavidez is quote-unquote worth it because he's chasing big name fights, big money fights. The difference is, I think David Benavidez is a big money fight for Canelo Alvarez. Both Mexican, you could do it in May or September because they're both, you know, big days. It would have to be Cinco de Mayo weekend, I feel. Like if that's not the fight for Cinco de Mayo weekend, I'm going to be upset. Yeah. Because that's the fight to make. You got a Mexican, you got a Mexican American, you got a guy that's been a face of the sport, you got a guy that's potentially going to be the face of the sport like the storylines itself makes for it you obviously you could do it in september because um that's mexican also independence, independence weekend the, um, which matters more to actual mexican cinco de mayo is just like it's just american bullshit honestly i love it <laughs> <laughs> i love it i go to vegas every year during usually during cinco de mayo weekend i love it it's a bit it's a big deal so, okay but because the, it's also the, a mexican american that's fighting so cinco de mayo matters <laughs> you feel me no um, i know that but like you know i just the September weekends, obviously, we can get into we can get into the 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 sociological political ramifications of Cinco de Mayo another time. But basically, the the point is that I think David Benavides is a big money fight for Canelo Alvarez in a way that I don't think Boots is a big money fight for Terence Crawford. Even though I would like to see Terence Crawford fight Jaron Ennis, I could understand why he would be chasing Jermel Charlo. Or Canelo Alvarez, <laughs> for example. But I think uh, Canelo Alvarez versus David Benavides would be a monster, monster pay-per-view. David Benavides has become like a pay-per-view star. I don't think he's a transcendent. Tonight solidified it. Tonight solidified I don't think he's becoming a, it. He's not a transcendent pay-per-view star. Like when we talk about, oh, there's only like seven stars in boxing. I don't think he's penetrated that list yet. He gets a fight with Canelo Alvarez. A win will put him there. Yeah. Um, I don't think beating Demetrius Andrade and Caleb Plant puts you there. I think Gervonta Davis beating Ryan Garcia puts him there because Ryan Garcia has built his name up to a different... Like, this is not an in-the-ring conversation that we're having at this point when it comes to star, money, and all this shit. Um, anything else we need to touch on before we get to some comments as it relates to this fight? Well, I think there is. I think there's also a fellow Puerto Rican um, that David Benavides could fight. A fellow Puerto Rican that I don't know if you're the biggest fan of, but he also wanted to fight Canelo oh, Alvarez. No, because <laughs> what's one of the best rivalries of all time? Mexico versus Puerto Rico yeah, in boxing. As a Everyone Puerto Rican, I don't, I don't want that one. She's no, talking I about. Know, but... She's talking about Edgar Berlanga, folks. One, I don't. I'm not sure. Well, I don't think he's what? ready. I don't know if I don't think he's ready for the Mexican monster, like no. skill wise. I think no. that's a fight I would bet on no. a knockout or TKO. Fight Diego Pacheco if he's gonna fight. Hey, gonna hey, you know I'm you know I'm high on uh, Diego Pacheco. <laughs> um, I think that's a fight who, Diego who, who, Pacheco who got wins. Pushed in his last fight, by the way. 
hi, hey, hey, hey. I think he still looks better than Berlanga, you know? Um, um, but let's get to some of these comments because I think uh, there's some great comments left. By the way, thank you to everyone rocking with us if you left a com uh, comment as well. Um, Jesus, a friend of the show, uh, David needs lots of improvements. Uh, Jesus, if you want to elaborate on that, Brian, do you see any improvements that you thought he could make? I wonder what happens if he's not able to walk through somebody in that way. Now, against Caleb Plant, I see. I actually thought he'd finish Caleb Plant, and I didn't think he'd finish Andrade. Boxing betting, not as easy as you think, folks. Um, Especially tonight. Whew, I did not do well. <laughs> yeah, I, I was two and three, although one of them, Chantel Cameron, getting a majority decision loss. We could talk about that another time, but... Hmm. Uh, anyway, um, I think regarding the question, Jesus... I think David Benavidez is getting better every time I watch him fight. I think that's ultimately what matters. But I do wonder, like, he's not going to be able to stalk Demetrius Andrade the same way he stalked Canelo Alvarez. I mean, he's not going to. I said that in the reverse. Yeah. He's not going to. That's been happening to, to me a lot lately, apparently. He's not going to be able to stalk Canelo Alvarez in the same way he stalked David Benavidez. It's that. midnight on the East Coast, so we'll let that Past one midnight on the East Coast, okay? 12.16 yeah. a.m. Same thing, okay. Um, and uh, I'm sober. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I just think I think there's room for improvement for everybody, honestly. I don't think he's he's as heavily flawed as Edgar Berlanga, for example, who we were just talking about. The one thing, Jesus, that I love about David Benavidez is the adjustments that he makes. So we kind of saw that early on in the first two rounds, right? Like Boo Boo was dominating and you saw David Benavidez like taking a lot of shots, but he made adjustments. Third round comes around. I had him win every round after that. After the second round, I had David Benavidez winning. Um, Brian's going through these comments a little bit quick. A uh, hustle man. Congrats to Andre. He will still be avoided, which is crazy. Don't forget he would still be top 168 pounders. Yeah, I believe that he because he is very skilled. Like I, this is this this wasn't like a tomato can that David Benavides fought. It was Andrade. Like this is a good opponent. Both guys were undefeated coming into this one. So this was just a very, very good dominant performance by a guy like Benavides. Brian, thoughts? I'm not sure Caleb Plant beats Demetrius Andrade. I'm not sure Edgar Berlanga does. I don't, I'm not sure Diego Pacheco does. Like, <laughs> you know, uh, I'm not sure David Morrell does. I would like to see David Morrell fight some real competition soon. I'm very high on his skill set, but I still want to see it. Um, if Jamal Charlo is finally going to fight Demetrius Andrade, which almost happened at one point, if Jamal Charlo is actually going to stay at 168 um, because he had some weight troubles this week, I'm not sure who wins that fight. Yeah, you know, so I think Demetrius Andrade is still competitive in this weight class. It's a new weight class for him, and it's unfortunate because, like, I thought he was going to be great. Um, he has had promotional issues in his career, won multiple titles, um, did it in multiple weight classes, but just promotionally, it just never sort of stuck for whatever reason, and he never got the big fight until now. He's thirty-five years old, so that kind of sucks. Yeah, um, let's get to some more comments here. Uh, Luis, who, by the way, friend of the show, thank you for joining us tonight. Matias and Benavides should be on the same card always. Can we can we, can we, we talk about Subriel Matias? We will in just a moment. Yeah, can okay. we do that? Yeah, 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 of course he will. Because, wow, uh, he continues to put on good performances. Uh, Hustle Man, we'll go back to the, him again. Uh, there's only one fight to make at 168, and that is Canelo and Benavides. Yeah, you're right, Hustle Man, because that's the fight the, the, the fans want to see. Yep. Um, let's go to another comment. Let's put this one up because I thought it was, like, hilarious. Troll Life Trolling Me, Chantel, you could be a model. Um, I mean, the, the name says it all, right? Um, let's go over to another comment. Um, shout out to my boy, Akeem. Thanks for rocking with us. Benavidez Morel next. Great work, both of you. Thanks, Akeem. Um, yeah, that that's a fight that could possibly happen, but we want that money fight. We want the fight that, listen, we're going to get a bunch of big, big draws when they do the press conferences. Because I think the press conferences will be really well. But I don't know if we get that fight, to be honest with you. I don't know if Canelo makes that fight next. Because mm. what I think, listen, David Benavidez has a lot to win with that fight, right? Because if he beats Canelo, he's like this mega superstar. But if he puts up a good performance against Canelo, still, he's going to get those money fights. And he's still that dude. 
Canelo has more to lose if he takes that fight. The only acceptable f- scenario for me is if Canelo Alvarez decides I'm going to beat up the other twin and fights Jamal Charlo next, then David Benavidez fights David Morrell. I think David Morrell should be the plan B. He's not going to be the same name, but I can hold up David Morrell and say, hey, this is probably the best guy, the most talented guy that David Benavidez has fought because I think David Morrell can push anybody at 168 based on what we've seen so far, admittedly against inferior competition, which is why I want to actually see him fight a David Benavidez or somebody close. But yeah, I think I think Benavidez Morrell will be a solid plan B, um, although I'm not even sure that would perform better than Benavidez versus Berlanga. I just think it would be more competitive. <laughs> so yeah. there's that. Um, let's see what else we have here in the comments section. Uh, Jesus says Cinco de Mayo is not American. It's USA, Mexican, Chicano culture, tradition, celebrations. Yeah. All my Mexican friends, uh, would probably disagree to some degree, but we can talk about that another time. Uh, I ain't Mexican though. So look, you, you, you let me know. You let me know what it is. Luis Porto. I'm always going to put this on. the. I'm always going to put this up here. We're going to talk about Super Real Matias in a second, Luis. Stay tuned. Um, Jay says, I want to see Benavidez versus Arthur Better be Oh, my God. That's actually a pretty good fight. Like, Jay could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> They're both getting knocked down. Um, Arthur Better be is returning to the ring finally in January. Um. I don't know what his plans are after. I hope, hopefully, he fights Dimitri Vivo. But yeah, that's what I'd, we all want. I'd but... be open to David Benavidez fighting for Dimitri Vivo. Down the line. Imagine? Could you imagine? Just that would just be a lot of violence on a Saturday. Yeah. Um, let's go back to Hustleman. Um, us as fans have to call for Canelo versus Benavidez. That's the only fight to make. It makes sense. It should be next. Yeah, this is what we're all saying. Um, the, the problem I have with the sport, though, is the things that make sense don't always happen <laughs> you know like we waited how long for crawford spence we waited how long for mayweather pacquiao we waited how long for fury Usyk. We waited how long for wilder joshua which still hasn't happened and these are all fights we've been calling for for years so um if i'm gonna be honest like if i'm canelo and i'm just i'm gonna be canelo for just a second i fought 64 fights i have 60 wins and there's a young up and coming boxer that could knock my ass out. Let's be serious. Right. Cause he's got power. Let's be serious. Right. And like, why would I take that fight if I'm Canelo? Right. When we talk about legacy, obviously Canelo's not afraid to fight anybody, but there's a lot of people that says Canelo ducks people. Um, is he ducking a guy like Benavidez? I just don't think that's a fight that I would take if I'm Canelo. Because I have more to lose. Why would I want to possibly, possibly entertain another L? And I'm not saying Benavides would just run through Canelo. That's a tough fight for a guy like Den- uh, David Benavides. Because if you think about it, Canelo's got the experience. We know how good Canelo Alvarez is. He'll figure you out. And the judges love him in Vegas. He's never been stopped before. Never been knocked out. Judges in Vegas love him almost as much as judges in Ireland love Katie Taylor. We're gonna get about to that. that fight yet? All yeah, right. let's let's do that. But I'm just saying, like, if I'm Canelo, I don't know if I take that fight. I think I take another fight and maybe walk off into the sunset pretty soon because Canelo's getting up there. So I also think there's a possibility that we never get this fight. Listen, it's it's boxing at the end of the day. Like you have to you have to account for that as a possibility always when it comes to these mega fights, especially nowadays. Less so in like you know the 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 years where boxing was actually like not a niche sport and in the american consciousness and worldwide consciousness mm-hmm. regularly um it's at a different stage now where it's more niche um because shows like this are on youtube as opposed to being on tv and yeah i think david benavidez um and canelo alvarez would be the fight to make fight to make it's obvious but you know i don't know what they have planned we'll see I- all right, we're like beating a dead drum here. By the way, if you like the content, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. And uh, also, Luis, we're going to get to some hot takes right now, actually. Okay. Uh, talking to the calling... chat. He ain't talking to us. Oh, okay. I'm just saying. I was like, damn, Luis, you've been kind of hard on us he's today. Telling, no, he's telling the commenters to bring it. Look, Subriel Matias will be anybody at 140. That's what I think. 
You want to start there? We can start there. I don't that's, think that's I, not a hot take though, but yeah. I'm not saying I'm not saying <laughs> what do you that's, mean? That's not a hot take. He's the boogeyman of the division. He can beat anybody. So so okay, so we think a lot of people are just out here being like, Yeah, he'll beat Devin Haney, he'll beat Regis Pro, right? No, I don't think a lot of people I are think so. If you shit. if you watch boxing, if you watch lot, boxing, then you would know no that's it, not a hot take, Brian. Vegas would have Devin Haney take. as a favorite. Vegas will have Regis. Who cares what Vegas has? They make odds. They're playing games with us, though. They literally determine who's the favorite. Who's what are you talking about? Thank you, uh, Tyrone. I know, but but I'm just saying, like, Vegas is never going to be like, oh my god, you know what? He's the boogeyman, so let me make the odds. Like, Vegas wants us to lose money, do they not? That's why you see all these stupid ass lines all the time. No, because David, David, David Benavides. Devin Haney would be the favorite in that fight because more people would bet on. Well, done. Why wouldn't Devin? I'm I'm not saying that he would be, be have a better line than Devin Haney. I'm just saying that as a hot as a hot take, that's not the hottest. It's not a sizzling take. Like it's yes, a it good is take because Devin Haney is a better. And I'm as a Puerto Rican, Devin Haney is a better all around boxer. The problem but, with Devin Haney is going to have is like if they were to fight, which they're probably not going to, so who cares? But if they were to fight, if Subriel Matias is going to pressure him what's going to happen but i don't think devin haney like devin haney okay could... you're you're okay so let, let's go back okay so like your actual comment was subriel matias could beat anybody at 140 was that not your comment yes that was your statement right i'm, and I'm you're sorry saying it's like... not you're I'm saying, saying it's not. I'm saying it's not a hot take yes, because he's the, he's the boogeyman of the division. So if he if he was just like just someone in the division that like was making noise, sure. But if you're labeled as the boogeyman of the division, you should be able to beat anyone in that division. Like you're that up and co like coming. I don't person. think that's what boogeyman means. For me, that's not what I. Mean? That's not what I define it is. I define say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Boogeyman as somebody that people don't want to fight in the division, not somebody. Why though? Why? Why don't? Why don't want them? Why don't they want to fight him in the division? Because it's a tough matchup, and he because no, 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 no. Because marketability wise, what money is there to be made? Subriel Matias is not a smart fight to make from a business standpoint, and in this okay. sport, like anything else, business comes first. It, why exactly. is Devin Haney gonna fight Subriel Matias? If he can fight a Teofimo Lopez, and and also if he can fight a Regis Prograde, but he but okay, so let's let's elaborate on that as well, right? He can make more. Devin Haney could make more money fighting a guy like Regis Prograde, which he is fighting him. He can make more money making Teofimo Lopez a blockbuster fight, a fight that Devin Haney thinks that he could win, right? Devin Haney thinks he could beat anybody, but how much more does Devin Haney have to lose if he fights a guy like Subriel Matias, and the numbers aren't going to be like crazy? Like the pay-per-view, like people might, casual boxing fans might be like, who's Subriel Matias? If I go ask one of my friends right now, yo, like, what do you think about Subriel Matias? If they're a casual boxing fan, they might say, who is that? They might say that, right? Yeah. Exactly. They might, they might actually say that. So when it comes to Vegas betting lines, like imagine if you're a casual boxing fan and you go to a betting line and you're like, oh, oh my God, like Subriel Matias and Devin Haney, like it looks like Vegas has got them like, like that's, that's not a line that will ever be close. They're always going to make Devin Haney the, the bigger favorite. Cause he's the bigger name. No, because he's the better boxer. Yes. But I also, <laughs> yes, because of like his accomplishments up to now. And beat Vasily Lomachenko. Like what are yeah, we doing? And, and, yeah. And because of his accomplishments, is that not an accomplishment that he beat Lomachenko? I just don't think that Subriel Matias beating anybody at 140 is a hot take because I think he is an opponent that people are scared to fight. So if no one wants to fight you in the division, not only questioning like marketability and how much money you can make, but people also don't want to take that L. Like that, that's also why that's the same thing as Jerron Ennis. Same thing as Jerron Ennis. It doesn't make sense for guys like Bud and Spence to fight him because that is a possible L when they can go fight someone else, make money, 
yeah, Hustle Madden. He got me fired up because I just think Subaru Matias is one of those opponents that someone could really lose to at 140. Like, I think we've said that many times that he could beat anyone at 140, but I think there's a lot of guys at 140 that could beat anyone. That's why it's a wide open division. Okay, I don't know what we're talking about now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I got, I, I, no, I'm just saying, like, it's the truth. Cause we, no, because we're, we're agreeing now. Yeah. But I just, to me, it's like, no, I, me thinking he could be anybody at 140, like that, this is a step, Teofimo Lopez is in the weight class, right? Yeah. I wouldn't favor him against Teofimo Lopez. I wouldn't favor him against Devin Haney. I wouldn't favor him against Regis Prograde. Now, TBD on the last two, because we got to see when they actually fight. I would favor him against who else has a title in the division? Roly Romero, but he's a, a bullshit champion. Oh, I don't even know. I, th I think that line would be close. I like, I think Roly Romero might open as the favorite, maybe because he's 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 the name. But I think but here's and, the, and, the, and he has a belt. But. but here's what happened: even if he does, a lot of people, smart people, are going to bet on Subriel Matias. And then he's going to become the favorite if it were close. But I also think Subriel Matias could open up as the favorite despite being the way lesser name, which is a different thing from what you were saying before, because really that's one guy where like, hey, he has a title, him being Roly Romero. But Subriel Matias could be the favorite against him because Roly Romero lost to Javante Davis, which is a high profile loss. And His casual, last fight was questionable. We're not even think ca that casual boxing fans are going to have that in the back of their minds. People see one loss on Subriel Matias's record. They don't even know who that person was. And oh, by the way, that loss was avenged by knockout. And then Roly Romero was getting outboxed by a fucking 40 year old in his last fight and somehow got the title with one of the worst stoppages of the year, which nobody ever, ever said anything about until like, a, like in the week after the fight, it wasn't even a thing yeah. anymore which is bullshit. Um, I think I think Subriel Matias can hang with anybody at 140. I thought that he was struggling in the beginning. This is this is this is this is the best bet I made all night. This is seriously the best bet I made all night. As Subriel Matias to win by knockout minus 188. The value there wasn't great. I know that he's a slow starter. He was getting his ass whooped those first two rounds plus 285 bet on DraftKings. And then he started turning it up. Why? Because he's kind of like, <sighs> heaven strike me down if I'm wrong. He's kind of like Felix Trinidad in that way, where he starts off slow. And Trinidad used to get knocked down in the first round all the time. This happened like seven times of his career. I'm not even exaggerating. And then he'll pick it up and get stronger as the fight went on. Now, Subriel Matias is going to have issues fighting somebody who could actually box. Can Devin Haney keep him off him? Don't know. Um, could Teofimo Lopez outbox him? Maybe. We'll see. Depends on which Teofimo Lopez shows up. But I also think it could be a moot point because we're going to look up if Subriel Matias is going to be fighting some fucking other person that we're not even talking about at this point. I don't even know where he's going to be fighting next because he's a PBC fighter and he's not a PBC fighter anymore, it seems like, or not a Showtime fighter anymore. So we'll see what the future of PBC looks like promotionally. Let's get to some more comments now. Um... I want to go again with, because this is a good conversation that we have going. Uh, let's go to Jesus, uh, which was the original comment. Uh, agree, 140, they beat up each other. No clear, unbeatable guy. Um, let's go to Luis. He's going to talk about Regis here. Regis going to send Devin Haney to hell in about two weeks. Haney won't even be in the 140 combo anymore. And, and so I think, I think that's like the biggest conversation is we don't really know who the best is at 140 until all of these guys fight each other. Um, but it's, it's very more than likely, happen. yeah, which is very likely that we don't get those fights, right? So it kind of just ends up being Subaru Matias not getting those big names. Like, because who who really wants to fight that guy? He's too scary. And they're not going to make more money than, like you said, it's it's marketing as well. Um, if Teofimo Lopez was going to fight a guy like Ryan Garcia, which um, there he was already said about he that. Yeah, but that would be a money fight. This is the right. problem Subriel Matias is going to have. He All these guys he's going to want to fight, he's going to have to accept being the B-side for it. And he already said in his next fight that he wants to fight in 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 uh, in Puerto Rico, one of the Coliseos. I think the Ruben Rodriguez one probably. If he's going to fight in Puerto Rico, he's not going to fight a big name next. He's going to have like a, a, a welcome home fight, somebody he's going to probably knock out in the sixth round. And, you know, 
we'll see. Let's go to this comment. This comment's dope. Uh, Hustle Man, Regis called up Matias, but I think Matias stops Regis, given if Regis gets past Haney. I, I think Regis is down to make those fights. I just want to see what Regis we're going to get against Haney because Regis's last fight um, against, um, wasn't it against your fellow Puerto Rican there? Danielito Soria, yes. And uh, that <laughs> I didn't think he looked good in that fight at all. No, that was a fight where people were like, not the best performance. He still got it done. Uh, but that was a fight where I thought he would stop Zaria because Zaria usually fades late. Uh, but Zaria fought really well in that fight. And some people even no. thought Zaria won. So some people thought Zaria won, though, which was crazy. See, here's here's the issue. I think I think that it was it wasn't like the Shakur Edwin De Los Santos fight, but it was close. I don't think anybody won. This is motherfuckers are just staring oh, at each my other. God. Don't even bring up that fight. That fight was terrible. We just probably got a knockdown somehow. That Danielito Zoria, people were saying, Oh, he got robbed, he got robbed. And it was like he threw like eight punches. Yeah, Hustle Man, no, I'm not. No, like, you know, I, you know why, Hustle Man? I'm gonna tell you because we're gonna move on to oh, the next oh, fight. Oh, you said it the reverse. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, no, Brian only throws shots at me when we're not recording. <laughs> no, um, okay, so we're gonna actually get into what happened because um Chantel Cameron, Katie Taylor. Katie Taylor got the majority decision victory. Brian has a lot of thoughts on this because he was able uh, to really, really dive into this fight. You, you dove into it. Tell me your thoughts on what you saw with Katie Taylor and Chantel Cameron. I really don't want to get too deep into it. All I'm going to say is one judge had the had the, had a 98-92 scorecard for Katie Taylor. No flatly unacceptable but as i was watching the fight i knew katie taylor was going to get the decision because one it's in ireland and two they were reacting to everything she was doing she fought better she had more power punches than she had last time around though she was boxing uh better than she had been but i thought chancel cameron won the fight narrowly i don't think katie taylor winning is a robbery but that 98 92 scorecard is unacceptable could have gone either way i think a draw would have been um worth fair? yeah it would have been fair um and a lot of people were saying Oh, you shouldn't have counted out Katie Taylor. Not to me, but just like who gives a fuck about me? But I'm saying like on social media, like, oh, Katie Taylor shouldn't have been uh counted out or whatever, whatever. And it's like they're acting like she got knocked out in the first round and then came back like to win a world title or whatever. It's like she was again in her backyard. She got a good decision, good for her. If it was on a neutral site, I don't know what happens. Mm -hmm. Um and it was a great fight. And Katie Taylor's gotten a couple favorable decisions in her career. The Amanda Serrano one being another Yes, one. I had it scored 6-4 Serrano. Um, what did you have this fight scored? Just because just before we get to the chat. 96-94 Chancel Cameron. But okay. I thought I thought there were a couple swing rounds there. I don't think I don't think Katie see like 96-94 for Katie Taylor. I don't think it's outrageous. But again, this is this is the same shit what happened with Oscar De La Hoya when he would fight in California, where people would like he throws a flurry, it looks cool. Manny Pacquiao, same shit. He throws a flurry, it looks cool. Not everything lands that cleanly and everyone's going crazy and the judges get influenced by that. I don't know how one judge scored it, scored the first round for Katie Taylor. And by the way, Chantel Cameron scores a knockdown in round one. They called it a slip. It was off a jab and yes, it looked- I saw the replay. It looked like she got knocked down. I would not call that a slip. Uh, hey, see- someone, someone said Katie Taylor, oh, Katie Taylor got tripped or whatever, but it's like- in basketball, when you get crossed over and you trip, you got crossed over. In boxing, there are times where people get knocked down. They trip over the other person's feet. Happens to Southpaw and Orthodox guys all the time when they fight each other because they're stepping on each other's feet the entire time. Guess what? Still a knockdown. Yeah, That should have been a knockdown. That was a critical point. And also, Katie Taylor was holding a lot of the later portion of that fight. And they weren't really doing anything about it until the last round. It was like, hey, stop holding. She was holding a lot. Chantel Cameron was trying to get the referee's attention. She was being held, and she would kept shrugging at the referee. This has happened all of the second half of the fight. And I thought that there could have been a point deduction there if you really wanted to do that. But, you know, it, it's there's more money involved if you have a trilogy. And it's going to be in Croke Park in Ireland if they want to do it. Katie Taylor is calling for that, which means Katie Taylor is going to have the home field advantage again. Mm -hmm. which is going to set up a, a, a big money fight with Chantel Cameron for the third time, which means we're not going to get Amanda Serrano versus Katie Taylor too. But I'm okay with having a third fight because the first two so entertaining, a lot of controversy with the second fight. Uh, we're going to get to Hustleman's comment in just a moment. I'm not mad at getting a third one. 
Um, let's we'll come back to your fight uh, comment, Hustle Man. Uh, Taylor excessive holding. Did you did you agree with that? Yeah. That's okay. A, is it, so the second half of the fight, it was a lot of holding. And I want to go to Hustle Man as well because um, I believe Hustle Man gave it to Katie. Hell no, Katie landed the cleaner, better shots. It was close. I had Katie up two rounds. So this is one where the fans like there's no clear cut winner right? Like people feel really differently about this fight, kind of controversial, just like the Serato fight. Um, I do think because it was in Katie's backyard, that played a big role. Anytime she did anything, like you said, you're getting the flurries of ahs and oohs. But I do thought, and this is funny because everyone's like, why is Chantel going at Brian? A little bit of a backstory here. Brian told me not to tell this story, but it's too funny. So I want to tell it. Um, Brian. So I was, I was traveling back from Thanksgiving, right? Thanksgiving weekend. So we could do this live. And Brian's and Brian's like, yeah, we're gonna, you know, do this on the post live fight show. And I'm like, listen, I didn't get a chance to check out uh, Cameron and Taylor. And, uh, oh, he's, like, he, and he's like, he's like, he's like, it's on right now. It's on right now. I'm like, I, I can't watch it, Brian. Like, I'm I'm, tra- I'm traveling back here. And he's like, just so it's okay. Just like, you know, let, let's talk about it. We've done this before. Talk about who you want to see them fight next. And I said, listen, I'm not Carissa Thompson, uh, <laughs> you know, the NFL reporter that, you know, apparently makes some dudes, stuff. some dudes on the internet don't Allegedly. know her for NFL reporting. But Okay. Just... Anyways, if you, you guys can go check that out. But me and Brian had a laugh about it. And then he's like, don't, don't bring that up on the show. But I'm going to snitch on you today because it was too funny. Um, so I like to give Brian a hard time time because uh, he's like my little brother so it's uh, yeah, no, I tra- the trust me it happens a lot um <laughs> and <laughs> it happens a lot all right let's get back to uh these comments i do want to talk about this fight because i know brian you had some thoughts on this as well we're both um you know hector lewis garcia fans and this was a fight where we had it scored differently like when we were texting each other it wasn't the same um after 10 rounds you had it six four garcia correct you had a 6-4 Roach. I had a 6-4 Garcia after 10 rounds. Now, this also means that after the fight, I have it 114-113 for Roach. All right? So I didn't have Hector Luis Garcia winning the fight. I thought he was doing some good work early on. And then uh, you, you texted me. You were like, Hector Garcia might need these last two rounds. He and then I was it. like, I was like, yeah, it's pretty close. So the Lamar Roach just destroys him in the last two rounds. Now, I gotta see this knockdown again, Hustle Man. Um, behind it, the head. It was behind the head. I will give him that. Like it didn't look yeah. like a clean shot. Yeah. So when I saw the replay, I thought it was behind the head. Uh, it was counted as a knockdown. I don't think it should have. Um, but nonetheless, I thought Lamont Roach, mm-hmm. I thought he had the performance of the night. And we were talking about um well, other than David Benavides, of course, because that was crazy. But it yeah. was it was Lamont Roach on the undercard and Subaru Matias. Actually, the card was dope. Okay, yeah, there was yeah. there was a lot of great performances of the night. Um, but yeah, dude, we had four. You know what? There was four fights. There was four performances of the night. It was it was the card of the year. It really was. Shout out to uh, Michelle Ali Rivera, who beat Sergey Lipinets before the main card began by unanimous decision which i'm glad i didn't fight. i'm glad i didn't bet that fight i always like want to bet on lipinets because i know his pedigree yes like he, he's a he's a tough fight he can give anyone problems retired brandon figueroa can you believe that <laughs> i don't know like, I cannot like five believe days that, notice <laughs> <laughs> but he's one of those guys that can come in and also remember he gave Devin haney problems i thought he was going to give jerron ennis problems but um but he's not a welterweight, so here's the fence. We'll go to our boy, Hustleman. Hustleman's bringing the heat today. Also, he said I was 1-0 against you. Let's keep a record here. Uh, Brian zero. <laughs> one day Brian will lose it on me on the show. I'm just waiting. I'm just getting under. I'm getting under the skin. Uh, Charlo looked real sharp, too. Uh, Luis, we'll go to him. Um, Charlo beat a blown-up welterweight that has a bullet. <laughs> You know, it's funny. I'm like, I hadn't read the comment. So I'm like reading it. Um, You know what? Luis is always bringing the heat. We do appreciate you, friend of the show. (laughs) He doesn't think it was impressive. Yo, but I thought, um, I thought Jose Benavidez was like landing some really, really good shots on him. Like throwing some good combos. Like I thought he looked decent. And remember, let's not forget that at one point, Jose Benavidez was supposed to be that dude. Until he got, you know, that bullet. (laughs) He um he pushed uh Jamal Charlo at a couple of different moments, um, especially early on in the fight. I, I gave Benavidez a couple rounds. One of the judges had it 98-92 for Charlo. I felt I felt like that was about right. I think you could even 
talk yourself into giving him a third round. It matters none, though. It was a big win for Jamal Charlo, who was uh, interestingly emotional after that fight, which I didn't yeah. expect. But, it, you know, it makes a lot of sense if you, you know, you're away for that long and everything you've been dealing with. Um, Outside of the ring. I hope that um, he remains active because I think the Charlo brothers being active is better for the sport. Uh, Jamal in particular, who yeah. I've jokingly called up here the better Charlo. Um, Which sometimes we disagree, but after tonight's perform, But, I mean, Mel fought Canelo, well, so it's, I, it's hard. I think there's a future for him at 168 if he wants to stay there. You know what's crazy is Maul, the way that he was just landing that jab, effortless. Like, his jab is one of the best. Um, when, we, when we talk about some of the best jabs in the sport, Devin Haney has a great jab. Uh, I think Malls is right up there. Uh, we'll see Ryan Garcia's jab. He fights next week. I'm curious to see because now he's going to have a new trainer situation. That's going to be the next live show. Ryan Garcia uh, versus Oscar Duarte. Um, any final thoughts before we get up and out of here? I think we covered a little bit of everything. Uh, maybe we'll go to the last uh, couple of comments. Um, let's go to Luis Porto. Uh, Charlo needs some time to get shit together. Man is in shambles. <laughs> no confidence. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even know, Luis. You don't. You're bringing the heat today. It wasn't really me. Um, Shoe shine shots. Yes, Luis. That was the. That was what I was thinking of. With the. Uh, this is. This is what. This is what I saw in the Lomachenko Haney fight. That Lomachenko is kind of similar, where he was getting a lot of credit for that. Uh, in a fight that I thought was very, very close where people were crying robbery. I don't like when people cry robbery on a fight that can go either way. No. Like today, I thought Cameron Taylor, while I had Cameron winning narrowly, I thought Taylor winning is not a robbery. I think 98-92 is just an awful scorecard. Just an awful scorecard. Especially you, you give Katie Taylor the first five rounds straight through. And it's like, yo, did you fill that out yesterday before the weigh-in? Like, come on, bro. Um, Surreal Matias, I really hope he fights in Puerto Rico next, like he intends. I'm sure it's not going to be against, like, so I don't I don't think anyone, to our point earlier, I don't think anyone of, like, big name stature is going to want to go to Puerto Rico to try to take the title off no. of them. But I, th the atmosphere will be crazy. I want to see him get that love and support. I, I would like to see that as well. Um, I also think he would get a ton of support um, if we saw Subaru Matias fight, like, on a co-main in New York. Please bring him here. Please. Right. Please bring him to New York. We haven't had a fight at Barclays Center since October of 2022 because they don't give a fuck about Was boxing. that Wilder? Wilder versus Hellenius. Okay, that was a long time ago. That's almost that's over a year ago, is it not? Subriel Matias was actually supposed to be on that undercard. Oh. It's pretty funny. <laughs> um uh Caleb Plant knocked out uh Darrell. That was a great fight. That, that was, was when is Caleb gonna get back in the ring? Well, he should fight Jamal Charlo because they have some unfinished. They, that's the next Jamal Charlo fight, actually. He should fight Caleb Platt. He smacked the shit out of Jamal Charlo in the middle of the hallway. <laughs> uh, that's a good fight. I think that's a really, really good fight. I don't know who I'm taking in that fight. Me neither. To be honest with you, because I think I think Caleb Platt, yes, he lost to the Mexican monster. But at this point, it's like, man, I'm I'm really high on the Mex. I was already high on David Benavidez before, but now after this performance... Um, even higher. Um, let's go to Hustle Man. You might like this comment right here. I'm letting you handle all the Subriel Matias comments. Subriel Matias and Gary Anton Russell were going back and forth. Listen, Gary Anton Russell um, is a t one of the top contenders at 140, but fuck. Where's he been at? Be active. Fought once this year. Yeah. I'm tired of prospects fighting one time a year. Like, I Subriel Matias versus Gary Antoine Russell would be a great fight because the knockout ratio between those two is is crazy. But I don't think they're they're, they're not going to send Gary Antoine Russell to fight him in Puerto Rico. No, he's he's not going to be the guy that they take. It's going to be somebody lesser than that. You know the thing that's really crazy about Matias is he's really good now, at making adjustments. Oh, this is a good one. This is a this is a great one for you. You probably he Elvis Rodriguez can go to Puerto Rico because that makes a lot of sense. PR versus DR rivalry. Um. I don't want to say that too loud in the apartment that I'm in. But where's uh, the DR flag at? I thought until you get one back there, you didn't get one back there, did you? <laughs> but um, I think that that makes a lot of sense. Elvis Rod Elvis Rodriguez is like that's that's the perfect guy. That's the perfect guy for Super Albatia's to fight Max. 
All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for joining us on the show. We'll get to um, Hustleman's one last comment because um, I think this is good. Uh, don't disrespect Plant like that. He's been making big fights. It's true. You know, Caleb Plant isn't afraid to take the big fight. Um, but everyone, thank you for rocking with the show. If you like the content, hit that like and subscribe button. Thank you for everyone that joined us, everyone that left a comment. We're also going to be doing a post-fight live show coming up for Ryan Garcia. Oh, boy. Um, which is going to be a good one. He better um, fight. <laughs> he has he has to, and I think he will. Um, just off of everything that I've seen, but it's a tough fight for him too. We're doing so we're doing Ryan Garcia. We're planning Devin Haney Regis Pro Ray, and we'll see after that. Um, more big fights. Clo closer to closer to obviously uh, Christmas time as well. Uh, it gets really bumping. We got no yeah, in a way. We just gotta we gotta see where we're at like in location, but we we'll, we'll, we're trying to make some lives work before the end of the year. Cause yeah. you know, boxing is going to box is going off with a bang. And then it's going to start off 2024 with like nothing for the first three weeks. And appreciate uh, Tyrone the Great uh, donated some uh, bread to us. Thank you so much uh, for the donations. We do appreciate you. Keep them coming because that helps us do these shows late at night um, as well. Um, Ace, um, because you're a friend of the show, I am going to say what's up to you. I uh, just got here. What's up, everybody? Ace, um, you'll have to go back because uh, we're just about to end the live. But we appreciate <laughs> you. We know you always leave comments. We always read them. So thank you so much. Um yeah, and Hustle Man's right. We we bring all the smoke on these lives. I don't think I've ever yelled at Brian on the show until tonight. Um, and it was for something we kind of agreed on, which just means I was just <laughs> which means that I was just trying to yell at him for no reason. Um, it's it's just what it is sometimes, you guys. Uh, we're passionate over here. Uh, thank you so much for subscribing to the mandatory and hope you enjoyed the fights tonight. I thought it was the card of the year. Uh, great performance after Ooh. great performance. I think it was. I had to think about that. That's a really good card, though. We're going to, we should probably rank them. We're going to do uh, awards at the end of the year. We're going to have some great content coming up. Yes. Yeah. We're, we're going to have some great content coming up. So make sure to subscribe to the channel, like the video as well helps the channel grow. You can also find us uh, on the audio version. So wherever you stream your podcast, leave a rate and review, uh, give us a five star. Brian, I'm going to let you have the final words before we get up and out of here. The Ryan Garcia card is actually not bad next week. So. We'll we'll have fun previewing that. Uh, O'Hara Davies and Ismail Barroso are fighting for uh, Roly Romero's mandatory, and O'Hara David O'Hara Davies called uh, Roly Romero pussy. So I'm looking forward to that. All right, now, and and I lied because uh, Teofimo Lopez does not want to fight Ryan Garcia. I think that's a bad move. We'll get into it. Elvima Lopez, you like you complain about not getting paid. Like Ryan Garcia, Super Bowl weekend. Fuck, man. You're going to get eight figures for that. Easy. Easy. But as boxing fans, we never get the fights that we want. Thanks so much for rocking with us. It's almost 1 a.m. on the East Coast, early here on the West Coast. Uh, thanks for joining us tonight. We'll have more coming up this week. So keep it locked here on the mandatory. And thank you so much for rocking out with us tonight. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.